0: Today, one of these lucky contestants will win his or her weight in fish right here on Wheel Wheel of Fish! Okay, let's play the game. We start with yesterday's winner, Miss Phyllis Weaver. Are
1: you ready, Weaver? I sure am, Cooney. Okay, you get over there and spin the Wheel of Fish.
2: Go ahead! Give it a big spin! Come on!
3: Come on! Come on. Come on. Come
2: on. Oh. A red snapper! Mmm, it's very tasty! Okay, Weaver, uh, listen carefully. You can hold on to your red snapper, Oh, you can go for what's in the box that Hiro-san is bringing down the aisle right now! What's it gonna be?
3: I'll take the box! The box! You took the box! Let's see what's in the box! Nothing! absolutely nothing stupid you're so stupid come on you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics
2: he can't burn uh-huh. for. shit huh? this week's episode of the Funny Books to and firewater podcast. and firewater podcast. Each week, a motley band of comic readers slash amateur bar tenders attempt to pair cocktails with comic books. all while trying to not sound like comic books. a Find these idiots on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram via Tangerari, Korera Modaka o Kensa Kuria.
1: No what? You read too many comic books.
2: We now join Brian. Q, Adam, and Todd. I'm too sober for this shit.
1: Uh welcome to episode thirty-two uh, of Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. Uh, we are doing this week. If I can pronounce this right, kids, uh this will be fun. Bo 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 bo. Bo 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 bo. Bo 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 hyphen bo. Bo hyphen bo bo I I think most people just got bo 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 Maybe. Maybe. The, the second one? I don't know. Maybe. Okay, I don't so, know. Do,
4: do you pronounce the hyphen? I'm just excited. <laughs> <just laughs> <trying> to <laughs> pronounce uh-huh. the <laughs> hyphen? Brian,
5: Brian was the one who came up with the idea for this podcast. Months and months and months ago, he came to me. He's like... Let's do a podcast, he said. It'll be fun, he said. And okay. <laughs> That is
1: bullshit, and I'm going to tell you why that is bullshit. <laughs> I, I had the idea. I was I was sitting there. I was reading a, a book. I was having a lovely cocktail. <laughs> I said, you know what? This is a great idea. I like pairing cocktails with comic books. I should write like a blog or an article. And thinking, well, maybe Adam hooks up, has some hooked up with some websites. Maybe they'll let me, you know, post something every once in a while about that. And Adam goes, you know what would be a great idea? We should do a podcast. So I, I said, this you know was, what? Adam, I thought this was your." Idea. <laughs> no, 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 no. You came up with the podcast idea. I came up with the concept. You came up with the podcast idea. So this is your own fucking fault, man. Oh, God like, damn it. <laughs> Okay, okay.
6: Before we start pointing fingers, <laughs> let's remember <laughs> why we did this. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, who don't remember my story when I made this a recommendation because yes, I'm the one who recommended this book. It was in a meeting. Once again, uh, I you know I don't talk about it a lot, but I work with adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. So I we were in our annual meeting with one of my guys and he was reading a comic book the entire time and like paying fuck all attention to any of us. You know, we're like literally planning out this guy's life, you know, talking about all of this stuff. And finally I just looked at him and I said, hey, you know, I do a podcast about comic books. And he finally looked up from his book and uh, we started talking about <laughs> anime and we had just done Death Note. And he, and, he said, and he said in his very monotone voice, that one was not very good. Um, <laughs> or, or, oh, no, 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 excuse me. He said it was he, okay. Yeah, yeah, he, okay. He, said, he said it is okay, but it is not my favorite. So I asked him what his what he would recommend, and he recommended this book. <laughs> and so I, ha- even though spoiler alert, no, I didn't like it either. Um, <laughs> it, do- it does have a, like a special fondness because it makes me feel like I got to know my guy a little bit more by reading this, thinking that this was his favorite book, and also it kind of reminds me of stuff that like a lot of um, like when I used to be uh, uh, in special ed classrooms and in schools and stuff. This definitely reminds me a lot of those kids because it's so ridiculous. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I do have just a small fondness for it, which is what kept me plowing through this book. Plowing but- through is a great term. To use. Yes. <laughs> yes.
5: <laughs> you know, and, and I'm sure some of you saw, you know, when you guys at least on Facebook was like, I got mm-hmm. hit in the head by a douchebag on Saturday. And I'm right. kind of sad it happened on Saturday because I hadn't read the book yet. <laughs> you know,
3: because you know,
5: uh, I was hoping maybe it could just hit me in the head and like I would lose my memories because I had a motherfucker a headache yesterday. But no. Um, but continue, continue.
6: <laughs> but anyway, so that is why we're reading, that's why we read this book.
1: Because, okay, so, and to be fair, when yes. you first proposed this to us, we were doing a live episode. We were at Adam's house, I remember? You very vividly mm-hmm. it. And you described what it was, and I looked it up on Amazon, and was like, this is the most amazing thing I have ever heard, because it gives you what the basic plot of it is. Here's the problem going into it, kids, and we'll get into introductions, don't worry, we will. But the problem is is that I started reading this book, and I'm like, wait, this doesn't make any fucking sense. This is not what is told in the back of the book, because the back of the book is actually very interesting. It says, it's the year 300X. The cruel dictator has mandated the hunting of all hair in the Martian Empire, uh, but by, by a single man raises uh, occasion. Basically, okay, I'll just skip all that shit. It's about a bald <laughs> emperor who's pissed off that people have hair, so he decides he's going to kill or hunt down all the people with hair, and a guy with nose hair, fists of fury, is going to fight back. Okay, I'm like, fighting nose hair. I have to read this fucking book. None of that plot is in this book because the problem is, as I later learned from Wikipedia, thank you, Wikipedia, mm-hmm. they did not publish the first 55 issues in America. So, volume one is actually F- issue 55 through 65. So, there are references to shit that I have no fucking clue what it is. And they said the reason why they didn't publish it here was content issues. I don't know what that means. I don't know what horrible <laughs> shit is in the first 55 issues. It's perverted. Or my my other theory is is that and on one of the things I read was that it's the same time the anime came out. And the thing is, like, when we were getting our guest bartender, which we do have a guest bartender this week, um Mm -hmm. it's Jordan from a a great little bar called Casa, which we will discuss later. Um, one of the bar backs was a, a younger kid who's um um, working there trying to learn uh, you know craft cocktails and whatnot. Um he was familiar with the the anime. And so I, one of the theories is that the anime was out on uh, Adult Swim and they didn't want to take away from that, so they only published this as sort of an additional thing. So my theory is, because I have never seen the anime, that if you are going to read this book, aside from being extraordinarily drunk, uh, my other recommendation would be to maybe watch the anime beforehand to get a little bit of a frame of reference, playing devil's Advocate to say that. Um, I also will play Devil's Advocate. This is a little bit of my review of this beforehand, but I'm just saying this because if anyone's going to read this book with us, which I think most of us would not actually recommend us reading this book, but if you are to read this book, I feel like if you have a greater knowledge of manga, this probably would, that would be helpful. I feel like there's a lot of references and playing with standard manga types that because I'm not like super well aware of that whole genre, like I know a little, but not not nearly enough as some other people do. That maybe this is that's why this book is popular because it does say on the back of the book the world's most popular manga. How that's fucking possible, I don't we, know. We you know people are stupid, so.
6: let's get through introduction stuff because I, 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 have, I have more like things to
1: say about yeah. that kind of stuff. Okay, so okay. The speeding us along, uh, hurrying our. Uh, our trip towards death, we have Q.
6: <laughs> Hi, I'm Q. Uh, by the time this airs, I will probably White like, Christmas will have opened. Yay! And I I'll, I'll finally have time to sleep and do my actual paid job and <laughs> all of that good stuff. Uh, but right now, I'm fucking crazy because uh, Costume Parade is on Saturday and there's still 110 pieces that oh, still shit. need to be made. So... Holy crap. Exciting. (laughs) Um, Live theater, everybody! Yay! Don't you love it when they take a big, grand, Paramount musical and make it into a live musical, and the audiences expect... That to happen on stage. So, you ha- want to make the costumes well, look exactly you also, like
1: that. They're expecting it to be exactly like the movie they've watched every year oh, for ex- Christmas. Ex- exactly. It's so, a for um, disaster, no matter how you cut it. It yeah, really so,
6: is. Well, and the thing is, when the show premiered on Broadway, it did not do well at yeah. all. It did not do <laughs> well. Um, but uh, anyway, so. Uh, that's me, and also uh, today, uh, time travel. Today, actually, is Halloween. I hope you all enjoyed my costume mm-hmm. on our on our Instagrams. Yes, it I was, did very well. It was it was fun. All right, anyway, that's all I have to say. I'm gonna do another shot of raspberries. Okay,
5: raspberries,
6: raspberries,
3: raspberries. Uh,
1: <laughs> the head wound and uh, heartfelt uh, friend of the program, we have Adam. <laughs> oh
5: God, that was a crazy name. Um, but anyways, <laughs> yeah, hey, it's me, Adam. Uh, you can
1: check out my stuff over
5: on Big Shiny Robot and also with our uh, good friend of the program, Andy Wilson, on the Board As Hell podcast. Hi, Andy! Hey, Andy! Andy. Uh, and as we said, this is time travel, so today is Halloween, but I am going to see Doctor Strange tomorrow, so I'm Ooh. quite excited for that one. Uh, Super jealous. i am X3D, and uh, uh, yeah, I whenever, this, whenever this airs, uh, I'll be in the middle of holiday hell and wanting to kill myself. So oh, it you'll just... be very
1: much in the middle of holiday hell because this is the week of Thanksgiving. So happy oh, Thanksgiving! Oh, me. We're time yeah, traveling.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe my yeah. Either kill me or I'll have to read this book again. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Is. So if you know where I work, come see me. Bring me booze. Just, just Adam,
1: in. I think in particular today you are going to appreciate my cocktail. I think it really is. I was going to say it was for everyone but I think I'm going to dedicate my cocktail this week to you um dedicated to cocktails dedicated to going to (laughs) every concert possible and uh seeing the jazz did they win? yeah they won the jazz actually fucking win the good luck charm of the Utah jazz we have Todd
4: Hi, I'm Todd. You can find me on the Funny Books and Firewater podcast, or otherwise known as Adam's Tim Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say what's hilarious, my wife, bless her heart, will send me text messages of, what are we doing tonight? I'm like, I don't know, I'm going to a movie with Adam. She's like,
3: great!
4: She's like, don't suck a dick, unless you really want to!
5: <laughs> uh, I of sucking a dick, thank God I didn't invite you to Inferno. <laughs>
4: so thank you honey i love you <laughs> and always a good Does time amy listen to the show? i don't know i'm kind of afraid to ask yeah
5: well if, if you do hi amy if she, if she was so yeah
4: yeah i've already apologized to her on the sex criminals episode so <laughs> i haven't gotten in trouble for that one yet
1: <laughs>
4: so yes hi
1: okay yeah uh cool um who are you Oh, I am uh, I am Brian. I am a uh, oh, freelance hi, sound designer with a full-time job as well in Southern California. Uh, I have some stuff boiling, but nothing I can promote yet. But I, I have a busy potential year coming up. Uh, so if you're interested in random shows that I've sound designed, stay tuned, kids. Uh, so yeah, that being said, before we're going to get into all the juicy goodness, because I have a feeling with this book, kids... It's going to be an interesting discussion. I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, but before we get to that, first off, we need a drinking game. And now for sports,
5: Banning the globe to bring you the constant
3: variety of sports.
2: Listen up, sports fans.
3: The thrill of victory.
2: Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game.
0: And the agony of defeat. Remember,
2: it's only a game and a dumb one at that. The
0: human drama of athletic competition.
2: So don't take it too seriously, and above all else, please drink responsibly. Hey, somebody has run out on the field,
6: some goofball in a hat, and a red shirt. Rule one.
1: Okay, so my first rule is, uh, I'm, I'm calling it uh, what the fuck was that? No, I think, I think, I think that's
6: everyone's rule.
2: Rule 2, the, here we go again, rule.
1: Every
4: time you turn the page, you need to take a drink.
6: <laughs> now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Uh-oh. Rule
2: 3, the, she's beauty and she's graves
6: rule. Every time Beauty does that crazy anime face where, like, her eyes are bulging out and she's screaming, take a drink.
3: The guy is broke.
6: Rule four. The
2: two turntables and a microphone rule.
5: Every time you see a character that makes you think they're a character from Harappa the Rapper, take a drink. I hope
6: it was worth it, my friend, because you've
2: got a night in the clip coming up. And our final rule. The fuck my life
1: rule. Every time you want to give up on a severe depression and to blow your brains out, take a drink. Well, after that lovely drinking game, if you survive <laughs> it and keep reading this book, or you decide to read the book, uh, we're going to pause now. And uh, mm-hmm. if you want to read it, like, if you really, really want to read it, go ahead and pause it. And the most it.
4: popular manga in the world.
1: Yeah, yeah uh, which is depressing. Um, but uh, <laughs> but we'll say, okay, so, so we're going to pause, uh, and you can pause this, or you can just keep plowing on through and listen to us rant and rave about this book, which I'm sure is going to be far more entertaining than the book actually is. Uh, so there is that. Um, so yeah, we'll see you on the flip side.
2: If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. Shock!
5: So I, I think I'm not so sure if it's that it's saying this is the most popular manga or that the company has the most popular manga.
1: Oh, maybe that's it. Hey, yeah. there's the phone. Oh, I want to start like I I think we start building rules for actual like a um a podcast drinking game. Like if you're gonna Mm -hmm. listen to the podcast, you can drink along with us. One of which is gonna be if the phone goes off. (laughs) When
6: Q sighs (laughs) (laughs)
1: audibly, that's just a single sip. Like because otherwise, when Q sighs audibly, when Q says no one nobody cares. Uh, <laughs> uh, when Q says raspberries.
6: First of all, this sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> <Again>. <laughs> oh, no, you like
1: goes- oh, Jesus
6: Christ. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I do not say that a lot. Yes, I do. <laughs> Mind if you really want to get fucked up every time I say um. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like
6: okay, okay, that, that could honestly go for a lot of us. Anytime oh, yeah. I have like a pregnant pause when I'm trying to gather my thoughts.
1: Oh, When I'm drink. editing like because I, I really I don't censor anyone's words, but like I try so hard not to go through and cut out every fucking one of my ums. Like if you hear ums in the podcast, that is great restraint on my behalf. I am just telling
3: mm-hmm. you Amanda.
1: yeah. (laughs) Uh, Also, a good one that I've noticed that I I cut it out a lot, but I should leave it in is every time you can hear on Todd's track him taking a drink or ice cubes, like I (laughs) edit it out a lot. (laughs) so like if I let that slip in there you know that would be a fun drinking as well because like I love you Todd but like I almost thought about like just sampling all of them and creating a background track so it sounds like we're in a bar all the time, <laughs> <laughs> all the time. I'm
4: it's really, really taking this drinking portion seriously you know what as I am do. too
1: because of this drink I actually ha- I drank last night I'm drinking today I'm having a, a mm. lovely gin mule with Ford's gin and uh, some uh, some of the uh, leftover uh, ginger beer for my wedding so uh, I'm feeling great well, right great. now I
4: finally worked through that of yours You've only um,
6: what? I ran Sorry, out of. The, just popped up mm-hmm.
1: and I was like, "Go away,"
6: <laughs> I'm almost done <laughs> with my
1: raspberry vodka. Uh oh! Oh my god, that's like that's terrifying. And
6: and you and you guys know me, like if you guys remember the size of vodka that I bought for a yeah. few- That that I left as a tip in my hotel room when I (laughs) was traveling. I'm like, I can't take this on the plane, so here's a a bottle of vodka, Maria. Um, (laughs) But
4: uh, yes. Brian's aunt's going. Did you get Q? as vodka? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's my
1: favorite thing for my wedding. Like, I mean, like, I love getting married. Don't get me wrong, but like beforehand, we're sitting there. I don't know if Adam, you weren't there, so I'm just telling you the story really yeah, for your benefit or anything else. Um, not that I don't love you, Adam, but you just weren't there. We, were, we weren't as good of friends back when I got married. Um, That's okay, you weren't there. You weren't at my wedding either. So you weren't I know, at my wedding either. I, know, so. I don't know if I knew you at your wedding actually.
5: I think I knew you as
1: the as the uh, I knew you as um, old, agent, you know, secret agent. Secret agent. Yeah. Well, because like I, because I know that when I first met you, I was signed you into the the park. I'll it was through that Vice, yeah. Yeah, it was through Vice. Mm-hmm. But like y- you and Eddie were already married at the point in time when I met you. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, we were. Yeah, because was... at least you introduced him as your husband. So I was like, okay, you know, so if you were married or not, you introduced him to me as your husband. So no, because it was four months after we got married. Because it was because it was during the winter. It was like the day before Christmas. So was
5: it uh, December twenty third? Yeah. Oh, really? The okay. most horrible day for
1: wedding anniversary for people who work retail. Oh, that's when you got married. I'm like, I don't <laughs> think I signed you in yeah, there. No, that's awful. Oh, no, no, no. I think it was, like, <laughs> was like April. Yeah, that's what I was, I was like. I thought it was spring. Okay, no, that makes sense. No, but so anyway, so my good Mormon mother, Q, like every time someone was going out to buy something, because we basically <laughs> ended up doing crafts projects, basically. Oh, my God. We,
6: first of all, there were so many, like, runs of, okay, so now we need food. Someone go run and get yeah. food while we. Well, literally, I'm. Cutting out these tiny circles, but they I weren't know. even like circles. Like, Jess yeah. wanted them to have like, sh- oh, Anyway, continue. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Anyway, I, I I love my wife, but she's very detail oriented, and that sometimes is a problem. Uh, but uh, so, the yeah, wedding
4: so, was stunning, Brian. It, was, it, was, stunning. it, it, it was, was stunning.
1: It was and it was
4: uh, all worth it at the end. It's yes, true. It I'm not complaining about any of that. But
1: what we I was love just you, Jess. Say, we ended up doing a lot of. A lot of little projects because unfortunately Mm -hmm. we just had hired a few vendors from like uh etsy and for some reason they'd all fucking put like i think what happened is is that they saw because we got married on a monday i think they saw that it was like the week of monday so they assumed that like we were getting married on friday and saturday of that following week so like none of them were ready so we ended up having to do a lot of stuff last minute and kind of building so my basically my, my bachelor party ended up being us like doing arts and crafts in a hotel room but so my Mormon, fun.
6: I still got drunk.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, it was actually just a lot of fun, <laughs> actually. Um, but. So my good Mormon aunt, who I love dearly, Q, every time someone went out for thing goes, well, bring bring back vodka. And so my good Mormon aunt, mother of four, love her to death. And she was just like, did Q get his vodka? Someone get Q vodka. Where is Q's vodka? Like, she was, like, very concerned that Q got his vodka. It was kind bro, of amazing. I
4: was,
6: I was getting sober. <laughs> <It's>,
4: <laughs> that man. was not okay. My second favorite moment was we were changing, getting ready for the wedding, and you've got Chris going... Brian, are you sure you're getting married? I'm getting ready to cut the tags off these pants.
6: <laughs> that was a good one, too. That was funny. Okay, okay. Obviously, I still love them, and I have them. I have not worn them since because uh, I'm not that small anymore.
1: Me neither. But,
6: but um, that shit was expensive. Girl, you should have seen me going around all of Atlanta shopping for that shit, and oh, then I yeah. eventually had to go online and buy, and buy some stuff, but I had to go but I actually had to call a store and order it from them because they didn't have, like, the exact size that I needed. Mm -hmm. This lovely young lady in Atlanta's Express was like, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't think they have that size anymore. I'm like, well, girl, I'm going to a wedding where I need to look flawless, so you need to type in little buttons on that computer to find the things that I need. Poor little thing. She didn't know what was coming for her. (laughs) But anyway, but yeah, that shit was expensive, but it was worth it. We
1: all looked. It was great. Yeah, (laughs) the photos look great. They're actually Adam. I don't know if you've seen the photo, the background of my computer Mm -hmm. where it looks like we're like uh, a a a boy (laughs)
6: band. We look like a boy
1: band. That's that's from the wedding. That's all the grooms were from the wedding. I uh, well, plus
4: one.
5: Yeah, it's funny yeah. you mentioned you're not being as small as you were one time because that's you know I'm, I'm a big girl too. Uh-huh. So, mm-hmm. Uh we, I went to uh, we went to Lagoon yesterday. It was our friend Kat's birthday. Um, and for those who are not uh, who are not in Utah, Lagoon
1: is basically Disneyland without the magic. Um, <laughs> it's also, ironically, my hometown. Yes. Yes.
6: <laughs> L- literally, he lives right outside of Lagoon. Yeah, I, I really <laughs> that was, remember that.
4: That was my first job. Was at Lagoon.
1: I and that was, the thing is, is I was so proud. That I left Utah, having never worked at Lagoon, and ironically, I worked for the theme park industry in Southern California. So there's that funny thing.
6: Yeah, <laughs> but, but but literally, you take the Lagoon exit, but then you turn before, and you go yeah. to Brian's parents' house. Oh, no, I,
1: yeah. I may have driven past them. So yeah, uh, you, well, if you ride any of the tall roller coasters, you can see my parents' house for sure.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Oh yeah, so yeah, but uh, oh oh yeah, well, yeah, because we we were so we did the uh, the rocket, which is the one that. It's like the Supreme Scream from Knott's Berry Farm, but lame. Um, oh, okay. But it was really, really, the, the storm was coming in, so it was really windy, and it wasn't that bad on the ground. But then we got to the top, and it was really windy, like shaking the damn thing. And so, you know, I'm sitting there, and they put a harness over you to lock you in. And it locked, but the little red light didn't come on. So they're there trying to push my titties and my gut to get the thing to work. And the guy gets a high-five. He's like, no, no, it's good, it's good, we're good. I'm like, are you sure? Because the light's not on. He's like, no, you'll be fine. So we're going up there, and the fucking thing is shaking in the wind, and all I'm thinking about is the red lights <laughs> on. The
3: red lights on, I'm going to die. <laughs> but, um,
5: yeah, was only, I, I, was only, I was too fat to go on Samurai, but everything else I fit in, so I was mm. happy about that. Because I haven't been to Lagoon in, like, nine years. so
1: That's um, awesome. That's the one that shoots you straight up, right? Yes. Uh, like the Big wrote, Shot at Vegas. That's what I was just going to bring up. So Todd mm-hmm. and I wrote the Big Shot in Vegas. And the funny thing is, is part of the, what works on that ride in Lagoon is that you see the horizon change. Well, you do the big mm-hmm. shot, it's basically on top of the stratosphere tower, is that right, Todd? Yep, that's it. But like, I don't know if you felt the same way as I did, Todd, but like, you, you're sitting there up top of it, so it's scary enough that you're up there out in the air above basically Vegas. But the thing is, is that, in comparison, the horizon barely changes, so it's that's not right. all that scary. It's just kind of like, and you go up, and you go down. Like, like it's just like... You know, instead of like going, okay, I'm at ground level, and then, oh shit, there's the ground way below me, and then, oh, I'm coming back down to it. Like, you do the big shots, like, the ground level just barely changes. So it's not really much of anything. At least I didn't feel that way.
4: I completely agree. I was staring at the Luxor when I did it, and the Luxor went from an inch in height to three quarters of an inch in height. And you're just like, yeah, I'd rather do the bungee jumping. That would get my. Testes into ovaries in a hurry.
1: Uh, there is a, a theater I work in that if you walk on the upper grid, like you can feel your testicles suck up into your body. Like if you're walking oh, that's up there, oh, you're awesome. like, okay, we're uh, up here and we're just walking on beams as you're walking through there. It's, uh, it's very we, interesting. That happened to me when I went
6: <laughs> skydiving as well. That was awesome. I, mean, I literally get that feeling when I'm in like a 30 foot loft. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like seriously, And I feel it. Like that's the, yeah. I heights. Well, no, binder. That time that Stephanie, your sister, took us to um, the uh, the Capitol building, yeah. and you know I, I'm like an old school DC person, but she actually like worked in the in the Capitol building. So yeah. there's mm. um, paintings on the ceiling in the rotunda, and so she had us like stand in the center and look straight up. And I actually get vertigo pretty bad when that when, uh-huh. when you look straight up at tall things, and mm. <laughs> I have to go sit down and like look <laughs> from the side because I was like gonna pass out. Yeah, so uh-huh. watching a Monument it freaks me out. Like I can't like look up at it. I have to be far away from it in order to look
1: at it. That's just your your deep seated fear for founding fathers in general, really. It,
6: really, that's what it is. <laughs> that is. All right. Well, sh- shall we get back? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <really> <laughs> the longest <hours> ever. <laughs> well, I let's
5: keep on talking about <laughs> shit. <laughs> you
6: know? First of all, that is the entirety of the. <laughs> Warning. You're
2: entering spoiler territory. Don't say (laughs) I didn't Warn you.
5: So, I will say this. I I I did read the entire book. I read it this morning. Um, I don't know what happened. I I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, like, I I don't understand anything. There are words. (laughs) 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 There are strange things happening. But I... I... So, did you ever see... um, the chin pokemon episode of south park oh yeah or <laughs> like they actually show like the, the Chin pokemon tv show on south park and they're like yeah. oh you know i have shoe blah, blah blah you know and then this random japanese lady comes up and says weird shit that's what this is this is just <laughs> random shit that makes no fucking sense and maybe that maybe if we would have started with issue one we'd know what's happening but i don't know what happened here yeah i i honestly like i don't I, I I never read something and then at the end of it been like
1: what the fuck was that? You're good at doing the quick summaries. We'll call this your summary. So let's let's go for the the boba 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 plot in 60 seconds or less.
6: Lightning round begins now. So 30 seconds or less because I'm going 30. So whatever has happened previous, nobody cares. So their friend has been kidnapped and they have to defeat all of these people in order to get their friend back. But by the end of the book. It doesn't seem that like they, they get their friend back, so I'm guessing there's more battles. But pretty much they defeat one person, another person comes in, they have to defeat them. Literal, literal insanity going on. Um, this book obviously takes a lot, uh, like, as Brian was kind of talking about earlier, just... Manga types, and it's also kind of making fun of like how random and weird manga can be. And they literally just say whatever the fuck they want to and do some kind of weird fucking move, and like that's how it how they like fight each other. So that's pretty much it. I mean, does anyone else have any other things they want to add into this? No.
1: It's sort of like a manga version of a Looney Tunes battle. Like, is basically what it is. And
6: and because, yeah, he'll he'll say like, fist of hair, but, uh, but, uh, like, you know, insert random words that make sense separately. Oh yeah, there's like
1: an army of teenage girls, so all of a sudden Boba Bobo turns into a bunch of teenage high school girls, and there's like an army of them for no particular yeah. good reason. Yeah, so
6: I mean, and, and yeah, so it literally makes absolutely no sense. Um, and so I was actually surprised that you guys really didn't like this thing, as how you guys are fran- fans of like Johnny the Homicidal Maniac <laughs> and Deadpool <laughs> and like super non-sequitur or shit like that, because that's all this was. This also reminds me a lot of how stupid cartoons are now for kids. So yeah. someone someone posted a meme a while uh, back on Facebook how they showed like cartoons and how they've progressed and how we've gone back to like these really childlike animation that don't do that that are just like super random, like um, uh, like Uncle Grandpa, which what yeah. my kids when I was at school oh fucking love and all, my- like. All of My that niece kind of had to watch
1: that with her one day, and I could not figure out what the fuck was going on with that show.
6: Because, because, like, this also reminds. So. I don't know if you guys are fans, but I cannot fucking stand SpongeBob SquarePants. (laughs) Everything about that show enrages me. Like, it's so stupid. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm assuming if I literally smoked all of the marijuana in the Southern Hemisphere, maybe (laughs) it might make sense. But, so, like, this book to me is all of, like, my worst figures realized of all of those things (laughs) coming together and being the most random bullshit ever. But I think that's then why my sort of population of people that I work with, why he would like this. Because it literally doesn't make sense. It's nothing but just funny thing after funny thing after funny thing where there isn't something that that he really has to concentrate on. It's Mm -hmm. not... Um, words that are difficult to understand. There's not a lot of complex feelings that need to happen because all of the feelings are exaggerated and I don't know how much you guys know about people with autism or intellectual disabilities. They only know extremes. There's a mm-hmm. lo- there's not a lot of subtlety with them. So like my brain of humor, which is usually very subtle and sarcastic, doesn't go over well with um, my guys at work. So it has to, so when I get upset at work, I have to act, which is why I'm glad I have a theater degree, but I have to act really angry in order for them to understand that I am upset. They don't understand that, like, okay, guys, like, I'm really upset at you, and i am be like, hey, you guys, I'm really upset right now. So I think that's why this kind of shit, like, they, they like, because there is no in-between. It's either super fucking crazy, people are super fucking angry, or they're really sad, so there, there, there isn't any question of what people are feeling I guess. But like anyway, being a teenager all over again. Yes, but anyway the story, it like again, it makes no sense if you like manga, maybe this might make sense to you, but nah <laughs>
4: So I found one frame in this whole thing that sums up the book pretty well and it's in the middle of it and so there's this character with an onion for a head and he's Batman.
6: Yeah, the guy from Rapper the
4: Rapper. <laughs> yeah, And he goes, my fist of the black sun is a mystery of the modern world. It is the fearsome cornerstone of that which must always remain unknowable. And then there's a little bubble from Beauty that goes, what the heck is this onion talking about?
6: <laughs> and
4: that pretty
3: much... <laughs> Yeah, uh,
4: and that's my review that's the review of the entire book is what the heck is this onion talking about and,
6: and the thing is it seems like beauty is trying to be like the like the set like the sense of reason in it right. but she's still not because she's so all all beauty does is just overreact to whatever is happening on screen mm-hmm. or on panel
4: so I just kind of want to while we're talking about this, what are we all drinking heavily as we're getting through this? I so, well, I'm going to start that.
1: with that because I have a drink that I'm dedicating to Adam now as we discuss. Uh-huh. The book. This is my thought process behind all this. Um, if my phone would fucking unlock so I could look this recipe up because I found it earlier today. <laughs> um, but, so this book is kind of random. It's kind of bizarre. It's kind of wild. So For me, because uh, I kind of like to stick towards the classic cocktails, the thing that I thought of was this needs to be a fucking tiki, tiki drink. Like, you need something super fruity and really boozy to get you really fucked up. Um, so, for you, Adam, I present to you the painkiller. Uh, <laughs> this is for you. Uh, basically, this is uh, 12 ounces of navy or dark rum. Uh, navy rum is, I found out technically, is a is normally a, a blend of uh, rums from like uh, the South Seas, um, sort of things. Uh, uh, Yeah, Uh, isn't it supposed to be like a
4: stupid high proof as well?
1: Uh, They they typically are. It's uh it's from like multiple Caribbean islands. They sort of blend them together, and that became became British Royal Navy um like uh or Navy uh rum. So it's two ounces of navy rum, four ounces of pineapple juice, one ounce of cream of coconut, uh, one ounce of orange juice, and you shake that all together, and then you garnish with a little bit of nutmeg, and uh, and then you drink that, and uh, and hopefully, oh you, can, oh, you straighten it into a, a highball glass, because of course it's tiki, so you don't do any sort of, well, other than there's one tiki drink that's not in a tall glass, but basically it's all tall glasses. Yeah, that's for you, Adam, and anyone else who has a headache after reading this book or attempting to read this book, or listening to our damn rambly, ramblings about a book that is rambling. Uh, so yes, so the painkiller kids enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Todd, what do you got?
4: So there is a distillery, no, a brewery in Quebec, Canada, Canada called Unibrew, and they've got a beer that it's, a, um, it's corked like champagne because there's still yeast in it and the longer it sits, the more it ferments. Mm-hmm. So when they bottle it, it starts at about 11% alcohol by volume or 20 proof. It just goes up. The name of this beer is called Terrible.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's T-E-R-R-I-B-L-E and that terrible. is It is Terrible. And it's a dark black heavy beer. It makes you think, oh, I like the lighter days of Guinness as you're going wow. through life. And um, you have to drink this heavily and quickly. And then this book becomes more interesting because you just don't care. <laughs> so, yeah, terrible.
1: Okay. Uh, That's the- what I'm drinking. You, what kind of insanity do you have for us? It's
6: actually called the Very Berry Insanity.
2: Very berry, very berry, berry.
6: blueberry vodka, creme creme, tocasis baja rosa, herring cherry liqueur, shambord, and pomegranate juice. And really, you just you know shake that shit up and pour Woo! it in, drink. Um, but yeah, I, I literally just when uh when I was looking at cocktails, just went insanity. And so the came up. I thought, oh, berries. Um, I mean, listen, if you want to throw some raspberries on top of that, I know she on board is technically raspberries, but you're probably going to want some more raspberries in there.
1: I um, would you never want more raspberries. More like, r- r- raspberries.
6: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so
1: it's just, just very berry very very insanity uh adam what do you have for us um so mine's the mind eraser
5: <laughs> nice because i was just like no fine. i knew there was a shot called the mind eraser so it's a really easy shot um you just uh get a, a glass filled with ice you do um and you can do as much of it as you want the all calls as long as it's the same proportion so um it's uh, Kahlua, vodka, and club soda, so you can do, like, one ounce of each, two ounce of each, whatever you want, but you have to layer it, so you gotta do the Kahlua first, then the vodka, then the club soda, and then you put a straw in there, and the goal is to suck the whole thing down in one gulp. So, oh, sure. <laughs>
6: so um, at, there's a, a place in Ocean City, Ocean City, Maryland, um, that is called Secrets and it's this beach bar so like half of it's a beach half of it is like a nightclub there's also like live music it's a very popular place in Ocean City they have a drink called a mind eraser and it's a frozen drink it's kind of like a slushy, and the whole point is to drink it as quickly as possible because it gives you a brain freeze as well. as has a whole bunch of alcohol in it. Okay. And I had one of those. And good God. Yeah. So we'll call mine the Mind Eraser 2. Because <laughs> I don't know what the recipe is. But just in case you still remember other shit, drink that one too.
5: There's a um, there's a, <clears throat> a Mexican restaurant up here. I can't remember what it's called. But they had a drink called the, um, the Death Star. And like they bring it out to like in a, a fishbowl, and um, you, you're, you're allowed to order I think one. They won't let you to order more than one.
1: <laughs> wow.
6: Mm, the wow. only
1: time I've ever drank a drink out of a fishbowl was with Q. Actually,
6: yes. The, they used to have them at. Where do we? So,
1: is that it was Ruby, like two, Ruby Tuesdays, Tuesdays chi- Yeah. Chili. Yeah, it, like, it had gummy fish in it, I yeah, remember. But, and but that was also
6: and, Utah, where they're like, oh, we can only give you no, so no, much no, no, alcohol. No.
1: This was in Virginia. This is when you were living in Virginia, because I came out to visit you. Because this started my tradition. I, for some reason, have been very drunk when I have <laughs> seen very good sci-fi films. So I had never heard of Firefly, but it was playing at a movie theater, and, and yes, was like, that's right. Was like, we got to go see this movie; it's going to be great. I'm like, okay, fine. So we go to get some food beforehand, and we order this fishbowl drink, and I was fucking hammered, right? So I see Firefly, or no, Serenity, I guess. Yeah, Serenity. And I'm like, this, this book is, this movie's fucking amazing. Like, I got to see this show, right? Or see this. Mm-hmm. So when I got home, I went and watched it again, sober, to see if it was still as good as I remembered it, and it was. The funny thing that happened is a couple of years ago. I was hanging out with... Um, well, uh, Todd and, uh, and Q know my friend, uh, Christopher. We were mm-hmm. hanging out, um, and we went to get... Uh, there's a tiki bar uh, on Disney property called Trader Sam's. Um, it's over by the Disneyland Hotel. So we were drinking there, and then we went to downtown Disney and watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy on opening night. And I was... And, and it's like, Jess was there, and then like but she had me finish some of her drink, and then uh, Christopher, who loves to get me drunk, had me finish some of his drink. So I was fucking... <laughs> Like, I, I remember about the second half of the movie. At a certain point in <laughs> time, I'm going to the couch. And I remember the second half going, I really like this. I wonder if this was as good as I thought. And so two times, like, if I get really drunk and then see a sci-fi movie, that movie's probably going to be really bitching. Because, like, so <laughs> for my record, a 100%. Like, that, that movie is going to be awesome. So, okay. just,
6: so this is how if, drunk I was when we went to go see Serenity. I literally don't remember where we ate or what we did. <laughs> before we saw- I remember leaving the mall. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that trip. Yeah, because we had to drive out to the Woodbridge Mall, which, girl, we were driving real far to go out there.
1: Oh, uh, that reminds me. We have a guest bartender who actually used to—he grew up in that area. In
3: Woodbridge, um, he, he
1: knew that area because it was funny. Because so uh, the bartender is a guy named Jordan, um, and he—he uh, he bart- he, he was a—he uh, has. If you look at his Instagram, which I'll link to, he—he's uh, done some male modeling. Uh, so, uh,
6: P.S. Y'all, he's real cute. Just <laughs> so, <I'm laughs> out there. Um, I mean, so my number is seven zero three.
1: Also a hell of a nice guy, but unfortunately on cue, I hate to tell you, is he's out here with his girl and uh, and his I think it's his child. I want to say daughter, but don't quote oh, me on that. Girl, that ain't
6: taught me before.
1: <laughs> yeah, but dude, breaking in a straight guy sucks. You have to like grab their ears
5: and everything. And... <laughs>
6: I mean, gr- girl, I am on a stream and you've been having sex with, but uh, oh my god, I shouldn't say I shouldn't say these
1: things. theories. <laughs> <laughs> this one happens when do to be <laughs> But anyway, so uh, so he he's bartended in New York, a bunch of that, and then he they wanted to change the scenery, um, and so they came out to California, and so he uh, works at uh, a bar I recently discovered called Casa. I believe he might be moving in the near future, um, so uh, if he does, I will let you know. And he's actually, he digs the concept of the show, so he's probably going to do another drink for us in the future. Um but so, uh, I'm going to cut to our interview with him because I. Oh, wait a minute. I do have his drink written down. Hold on. Um, he let me take a picture of his bar book to get the, uh, the recipe oh, well, out of I'll it. i to take a picture yeah. uh, You know what? <laughs> Q, maybe I'll come out and visit next time around. We'll see how that all <laughs> oh, goes for I, you. Uh, you know what they say? Uh, uh, a restraining order is just another way of saying I love you. I um, mean, listen, in
6: Gay World, a handshake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, So it, uh, it He's called it uh, Had It All Which kind of fits for this as well But actually he mm. names all of his drinks based on whatever song he's thinking of Or he's, he's listening to when he He, uh, uh, he uh, makes the drink Was he but listening a, to
6: Whitney Houston? Didn't we almost have it all? Oh it's
1: Had It All I think it's, a, it's, a, it's a good name, sorry. Um, But it is It looks like it's two ounces of Illegal tequila Illegal respow Um Three quarter ounce lime juice, a half ounce of allspice, half ounce of orgeat, um, a quarter ounce of, it looks like dry vermouth, um, a fourth ounce of apricot, I'm guessing juice, and two, um, two, oh, two dashes of teapot bitters is what it is. Um, and pours in a glass, but it was very, very tasty. Um, teapot bitters? I yes. Know I know well, So the other funny thing that was kind of interesting is, so he had, uh, I believe it's called corn silk, and it looks like hair. And so he garnished it with this corn silk which is what gave it the bo 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 bo. Like a-
6: corn like corn silk as an off, off of an ear of
1: corn. I believe so. I don't know. Like it's it's a I'll have to get more information to be honest with you. So it'll be on our blog cuz I'll figure this shit out. But basically it it, it it's like it's a, a long strand like kind of string like it looks like hair but I believe it's like from corn. Um So so but- it's the stuff that when you shut corn that is on there. Listen, y'all,
6: y'all, forget I'm from the country.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, but like, but so basically, yeah. So that, that might be what it is. It was brown though, because I remember corn silk being more. I don't know, maybe it's treated in it somewhere. Or gold or something like that. I'll look it up. Maybe gold. I'm saying the wrong thing entirely. Sorry, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. drunk because I haven't eaten yet. Sorry, everybody. You're drunk because you have and you had to read this book. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So he lit a little bit on that fire. So you'll see in the picture on our Instagram, uh, you have uh, some flaming nose hair uh, on the drink. But it was very, very tasty. Uh, so the recipe uh, will be up on our blog, uh, you know, along with lots of other things. If it's not out already, it will be out later this week because, you know, we're doing that kind of stuff. <laughs>
2: Now for a cocktail from someone who actually knows what they are talking about.
3: Oh, you fellas are nothing to worry about.
2: I'm a professional. We are happy to welcome this week's guest bartender, Jordan, from Casa, in Costa Mesa, California. Your skills, after all, are legit. How many do you have? Just one. Come on, Doc. There's a fella
1: that can't hold his liquor.
2: This interview was recorded in front of a live, although drunk, bar
0: audience. Uh, my name is Jordan Kuchma. Uh, I work here at CASA off West 19th on the west side of Costa Mesa. Okay. I've worked all over, actually. I've worked in Long Beach, I've worked in LA, I've worked in, uh, I've worked in Chelsea in New York, I've worked in Hell's Kitchen in New York, um, i worked in DC, i worked in Northwest DC, i worked outside of DC in Arlington, Alexandria. Um, where, okay, we're in DC. Uh, one of our guys is from Maryland so he's uh, it's this it's just like little small neighborhood bar uh, they actually got voted, it's my, my dad's best friend owns it. uh uh-huh. um, it's called the Derby. Okay. Um bunch of canned beers but like great brunch, like very cool, like just very like cool vibe. Just like mm-hmm. a very good like homey kind of feel. Yeah, you I know gotcha. what I mean? Like the type of place that like, you'll walk in and like go just like dive in conversation with mm-hmm. someone. Um, but yeah, very very great people. Um, yeah, and then, uh, but yeah, I did that when I first started out. Well, I started out like at Irish Pub. Mm-hmm. Uh, this place called Madigan's is like right on the water, like this like small town. I mean, Aquawn River. Um, little small river, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I moved up north, and then I went to New York. Did New okay. York for a while, and then um, came here to California and been out here for like two years. What um, drew out of California? Chased a girl. Nice. How'd that go? We haven't killed each other yet. Nice. Well done. Congratulations. So, um, yeah, still together. We have a kid and stuff. So. Oh, good. Yeah. That's so I feel like it worked out. Was mm-hmm. she from out here originally and wanted to go home, or? No, she's from outside of Philly actually. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Uh, but we met in college, and then um, she moved out here, and I stayed east. Mm-hmm. Always kept in contact. And, yeah. Um, she came out to visit one time, and it was cool. Okay. So. That's awesome. Yeah. That yeah, was very it was cool. Red. I mean, probably like a lot of drinking, a lot of drugs, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's uh it's been cool so far. It's been a cool ride. Cool. Um, but as far as like California goes, like I think Costa Mesa is probably the best area I found. Yeah. Um, Cause you get that you get that balance of like like the blue collar feel, um, very like chill, kind of just want like a beer a shot. But you also get like you know the culture, like you know I want like a craft cocktail mm-hmm. or like a classic or you know so on and so forth. Okay. So um, I think it's cool, man. I think it's cool. Right. I think like that kind of describes it.
1: Yeah. That's in a pretty much. Yeah. Well, I mean, in a like, nutshell, yeah. Nutshell. Well,
0: in this place I think is kind of
1: interesting too because it's like it's you got craft cocktails inside but it's kind of like the strip wall across the street there's like a tire place
0: next door yeah. like it's sort of like it's a neighborhood bar that happens to do really high-end cocktails yeah you know Yeah, we're just like small quaint little like yeah what really attracted me was like it's like a New York bar you know yeah what I mean? Uh, it's like you kind of got to know about it or like heard about it or just driven past it yeah I've been like oh what's going on there Like probably heard our music or so on and so forth well, I honestly was aware of it because there's like other bartenders that I know who like will be like checking in here and I'm like oh well yeah it's where other bartenders I know go to drink I might as well you know come check it out kind of thing which is how I stumbled in here yeah day. we got a lot of people from Orange County yeah uh, a lot of people a lot we get people from LA too mm-hmm. who come down and see us um, you know Long Beach and you know surrounding areas okay. so we've had some really good people here though yeah. Um, oh but what is it called? It's called hat It All. Okay. Um, I usually kinda name my cocktails just like off based off like what's Pandora. Oh okay. I mean like whatever <laughs> Pandora's playing at okay. the time. Um, but usually it's like you know like on the Growlers or mm-hmm. you know, like Marker Marco or so on and so forth. Okay. Um, I can't remember. I think it's I think Had It All is like from I think it's like the Mystic Braves. Okay. And that's where it came from. But it was just uh it kind of made sense because you know it's you get like your reposado in there as far as like your mezcal mm-hmm. um, so you'll get some barrel notes and like some good citrus and like you know the agave and um, some smoke in there to kind of balance out with like the sweetness of like the orgea and like the apricot mm-hmm. um, and then you know some allspice with like little teapot bitters so you'll kind of get like a sense of like chai mm-hmm. in there so you'll get you know like your peppercorn and like your cardamom kind of like give it some spice, kind of enhance that tequila, and then just lime juice because I mean, you know, know, (laughs) lime with like light spirits and you know, lemon with dark, so So, it just kind of makes sense. That's a good, I've never heard that before, that's a good rule of thumb. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. um, that's what I kind of go by at least. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can mix it up, obviously. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's just like a a good standard, standard guideline. and then just like the driver mood, just to kind of like, just, just kind of dry it out, you know what I mean? Dry out that sweetness of it, uh, just kind of like balance it out, and just you know round it out. And, uh, I think it's a good one, man. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. And then you have the what's the corn silk? What's what looks like the nose hair? Yeah, and then you just little like orange peel, just because orange and mezcal, mm-hmm. um, great pairing. A how traditionally it's drink. Um, you know, mezcal the orange slice, and then just the corn silk is, you know. Um, because it's, you know, it's, it's like, you know, Mexican tradition, you know, mm-hmm. porn and um, you know, things like that, so it just, it made sense, and like, plus that in the story. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it, it looked like nose hair, like, because came in a talking day, I was telling
1: him earlier, it's like, yeah. you're like, I have the thing, like, I have, like, the, the, the corn silk, I mean, it, it does look like a jar of cubes, like, it completely does. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> no, that's for sure. <laughs> People guess, I guess, you know, if I'm gonna be at least we're clean shaven. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs>
3: back.
0: There, yeah. <laughs> we keep it clean cut. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a good cocktail. It's just like, yeah. a, it's just a fun agave, you know, a little spice in there, but, it's, um, you know, it's, it's light and refreshing. Mm-hmm. So, it's a good one. Yeah, no, no, I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, like, so, when you're not working, where do you drink or what do you drink? Uh, when I'm not working, yeah. I, uh, I drink Coors Light uh-huh. and a shot of Old Overhaul if I can find it. <laughs> um, yeah, that are just like, you know, to Fernet or or I Daiquiri. I mean, it depends on, like, where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm at, like, a craft bar, like, I'd love to try, like, menus. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? i like to see what people are doing. Um, sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's, you know, I'd rather just go with the Coors Light and a shot. Yeah, I get that. Um, but, you know, it's like... It's like I know how to make drinks and not like not to be really pretentious or anything but it's just like hard trusting someone else to make like, you know what I mean? No, I get that. It's like you kind of know what it should taste like and when it's not that it's just like ah, you know, it's just like upsetting. No, it's like, well, I got married last year and it's like and I'm an audio engineer so having someone else mix
1: my own wedding. Exactly. I had to find a buddy of mine who I really trusted and I was like, okay, you're mixing my wedding because like otherwise I'd just be like, I'd be paranoid the whole time. And like, let's be honest, they got fucked up a little bit but I'm like, eh, well, whatever. Exactly, it's it's like a cocktail. Like,
0: oh it's not I mean like I'll drink it,
1: don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah.
0: But you know I'm
1: not gonna look you get forced in the mouth. And I mean it was great, we had a great time, but it's like, yeah, i like I get that. Well the funny thing too is like we talked to a few bartenders, everyone's like, Oh yeah, I just drink beer at home or nothing at all really and it's like Yeah because I come like, from the theater world, you know, lighting people have dimmers at homes, audio guys have shitty home stereos, like everyone's like, Hey, so if you do audio, what kind of car stereo I get? And like, fuck if I know, like I have a stock, <laughs> you know, like it's like well, I built sell systems for like millions of dollars with like huge fucking speakers, like I you know, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I don't know home stereos, man. I'm like that to be potential but, Like I don't fucking know. Like yeah. uh, I've heard a Pioneer, maybe. you do, right. <laughs> like so. Maybe just Bose? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Oh no, not Bose. That I have. A, 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 no, it's all highs, no lows. Must be Bose. Like I hate. Uh, Bose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have no
3: idea.
1: Like oh yeah. No, 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 sound guys have a really strong distaste for Bose. Like just hate uh, okay. Bose. Outside of that, they'll fight over everything. There's a, a joke you put uh, three sound guys in a room, you have four opinions. Like. Everyone has their own thing, so that was going to Yeah, I appreciate it. I do. I do. <laughs> no worries. So, I can, uh, so I, one of the other questions I've been asking
0: a few people is, uh, what ingredient do you think is, like, completely underused? Uh, I mean, like, in, uh, God, in the craft world, it's so hard to just use so many Oh, yeah, things. for sure. But um, I, I, think, I think in just, like, general, like, just bars in general, mm-hmm. um, I think Turbinado, I think just, like, raw mm-hmm. sugar, Okay. I think that's, I think that's underused sometimes. I feel okay. like a lot of people just, you know, just do, like, simple syrup and, like, that's fine, or, like, a rich, simple syrup. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, I think just, like, sugar in the raw, like, making a syrup out of that is, I think it's so much better uh, mm-hmm. for certain, for certain cocktails. It, it really gives, like, a molasses feel. Um, so, yeah, I'd say that. Okay. Yeah. I uh, really a lot of bars don't Do make you that.
1: remember, like, the first craft cocktail you ever had, like, what got, made you realize there was
0: more than just, like... Beer at bars, and kind of thing. This may be way too of a loaded question. I'm just curious. First craft cocktail that I had, I was just like, whoa. Um, yeah. The one that like really kind of was just like, holy shit. Uh, probably, probably like a sazerac, I would okay. say a sazerac or like a gray Yeah. And I was like, fuck. Okay. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, but I mean, like, I had, i had like old fashions, but I don't think you know it wasn't like very, it wasn't properly. Well, um, that was things, like, I've I've
1: ordered Opech a few times, and I'm like, I don't think you're making
0: this right. Like, yeah. the
1: like, unless you go to a craft cocktail bar, I think a lot of times they don't have the stuff to make it right. Yeah,
0: um, but I think that, and then my next one is, like, having, like, a classic daiquiri. I was just like, holy shit, this is super good. Yeah. Um, yeah, i will say that. It's
1: does anybody else outside of cocktails have something they want to discuss before we really get into real reviews well I
4: I, you know this manga is weird enough even without talking about the story I think we should just talk about the characters and what they look like so
1: people understand (laughs) just (laughs) how crazy this is
6: my favorite story is or my favorite character is Torpedo Girl
1: I knew it would be too who's
6: a little (laughs) torpedo (laughs) with the P-34 Five. With a P thirty five written on her side, and she's got eyebrows for days, giant eyes, and then muscular arms like Rosie the Riveter, and then legs with little red high heels. Yeah. Like she's kind of intense.
1: And she stops at one point, in time in the middle of the uh, of the book, is like, oh no, I have to put on my makeup. I can't help in this fight. Like she has well, to be pretty for it.
6: Well, because I mean, listen, when you're a fucking torpedo, you gotta look your best. Yeah. And the, and as as uh Todd said earlier, there's a dude with an onion for a head.
1: Uh, sorry, there's a dude who looks like the poop emoji. I was gonna uh, say,
6: the dude with the poop emoji yeah. head. There's that's a guy something. made
1: out of jello. Yeah, who's called Jelly Jiggler. Yeah. Um, Papa Rocks. The Papa Rocks, who is basically looks like a son kind
6: of no, thing? No, what he, what he looks like to me is the sun, as it is the um, raisin bran ad. Yeah. Okay. Like, that, like that's who he is. He was reminding me of Sonic, A little bit, yeah. Um, There's also a villain named Emo Boy, who is a dude just in underwear with a bag over his head, who only lives for cookies.
1: Yes. He only wants snack time. Yeah. Because that's what emo kids only want. My Uh,
5: my favorite character was uh, Goku, because it meant that I was looking at the Dragon Ball Z ad at the end of the book,
6: and it was over. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, he is there
4: <laughs> I actually really like the fan art In the back ben of the book Yeah, oh, the kids send their art That's cute It is cute I'm like, oh, this is as good if not better than the actual book And
5: furthermore resolved to never have children,
6: so
1: <laughs> <laughs> I won't have kids who are shitty artists, man I'm not gonna do it Like, there's no way
6: Yeah, okay. So, so this book happened it, it did happen. it's it's kind of i mean i want to apologize but also i don't want to apologize no apologies for this well, thing we
1: all recommended our own our own our fair share of stingers so that's true i think everyone now on the podcast has had a, a book that everyone went fuck why uh, did you have us read this yeah i think todd yes. is the, the least scathe because i think a lot of us have Red still Sun
4: like, wasn't so bad compared to the rest
1: and, uh, well, I mean, but I know Q still hates DMZ. Where is this book yes. on the DMZ scale? Um,
6: yeah. D- well, no, so remember, DMZ got moved to, like, the middle. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Because, so, I mean, the pro is still worse because it was offensive. This is just <laughs> nonsense. So, uh-huh. I mean,. So- Below so, DMZ?
1: Above DMZ? So, so
6: below DMZ, but still above but the pro. Not the pro, okay. Yeah, yeah. but Q, the pro, if it wasn't for the pro, we
5: wouldn't have had our funniest moment on the podcast <laughs> we ever had. So.
4: <laughs> I guess so. I did read a most offensive joke I'm going to share with you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, why does Helen Keller only masturbate with one hand? Oh, no, why? Uh so she can moan with the other. The other, okay,
6: yeah. Oh,
1: exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that remi- like, I don't know if... Waka,
6: waka, waka.
1: I guess since we're telling terrible offensive jokes now. Uh, right. Adam, uh, since I know you also watch How I Met Your Mother and for anybody else who's ever watching, do you remember the joke that uh, Lily walks out on? Like, she gets pissed off and disappears. Oh, a yeah, it was well, peanut butter yeah, Do you know what that uh, joke actually yeah. was?
5: I think it's like, you can't peanut butter your dick down a girl's throat. Uh, not the version
1: I read, but something. Oh, okay. that the, the joke is... Uh, What's the, uh, what's the difference between, uh, peanut butter and jelly, or peanut butter and jam, mm-hmm. and it's, I can't jam my dick in your ass, is, what, is the joke I read it as. <laughs> and we, did, we didn't see your Aunt Lily for six weeks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was the offensive joke that I read. Uh, and since that episode came up on Netflix again recently, I had to look it up. Well then, Q, I'm gonna save your review for last, because, uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm preparing us all for it. Right. uh. Todd, uh, let's get your review, shall we?
4: Oh, I already gave it. That one frame.
1: <laughs> is everything you need. <laughs> that was what it. What the fuck is I read here? <laughs> Done. <laughs> um, I, will, I will play devil's advocate like I did earlier. I, I feel like maybe if I knew more about manga, this might make a little more sense. Nope. Maybe if I was younger, this might be a little more appealing, because it does, I think huge oh. right, it reminds me of that uncle-grandpa bullshit. Um. This might be me just being too old of a man to appreciate this book, and that's fine. Um, I might be too old for this youngin' bullshit. But uh, I really wanted to like this book, I, I but uh, yeah, this, is, this will be the only copy in my collection of this manga if it stays my... <clears throat> I'm going to go burn mine after this. Well, this the craziest—I I might leave on my bookshelf as a test. If anybody comes in, and goes, "Oh, I love that book." I'm like, yeah, we're no longer friends. I'm sorry. Get, like,
4: get that out of it. Get out of here. You know <laughs> what, what? The craziest thing about it is the art style just fluctuates and changes oh, yeah. frame to frame. You can't even give it a. I mean, the the it is so frenetic and changing. Mm-hmm. You're just like the change of the art style as well as the humor. It's everything is non sequitur. and You're like, you know, I think he just took a bunch of frames and
6: hit the random button and said, let's do this. (laughs) Like, literally, I felt like I turned the page, and I'm like, I have no idea what happened in between these (laughs) frames. It doesn't matter. I'm not sure it matters.
1: Almost every time they'll be doing a fight... They'll get to the end of the fight and I'll be like, I don't know how they won. Like, what happened? Like, how? Who? Wait, and like, ha- pe-
6: people kept dying, but they were coming back, and I don't yeah. know what.
1: So th- this
5: book is proof that we should not tell kids that when they grow up they can do whatever they want. <laughs> it <laughs> it really is. My second kids go are gonna drop acid and write the shitty book that I had to read.
4: <laughs> right. Here's another great shitty line. Cut the talk onion. This was by Bobo. You're gonna get chopped up and join some radish in a hot pot. What well, then, is the, that? Uh,
1: well, no. Then the oh, the other random. I Actually, thought this was kind of funny. Then they have the random like cooking character that stu- shows up, starts giving cooking advice. Like, well, make sure mm-hmm. you soak the like the radish beforehand in water because turning the uh, the oven from like load up like the the heat is too hard of like uh, for beginning cook people or whatever. I can't remember. I it
6: think I agree, Brian. I'm too old. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm, really, the the moral of the story is no. Get off yeah, my lawn. Yes, and stop. I'm, I, I mean, honestly, there's no, nothing else to say to this book. It was super random, super crazy. Um, if you literally want non-stop slapstick, makes no sense action, explosions and shape-changing and fights and random words that don't make sense when they're put together, mm-hmm. then read this book. If you <laughs> actually like your brain, the way that it is.
1: <laughs> Don't read this book. This is your brain. This is your brain on Boba. Boba, 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 Boba. Seriously,
6: even the goddamn title is confusing. Just, <laughs> just move on with your life and be yeah. Anyway, and unfriend right. me on Facebook. <laughs> and unfriend Adam on Facebook.
1: Uh, okay, I friendly mean, Adam, what's your review on this? So. I see movies for,
5: professionally. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm a, a voter for the Razzie Awards, so I help decide which the worst movies of the year. Um, last year, uh, Fantastic Four and Fifty Shades of Grey tied for worst movies. Like the first time it's ever happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather watch a double feature of that five times over than ever, ever open this book again. Yeah. Like, this is the (laughs) biggest piece of shit I've ever experienced in my life. Like, I get what it's trying to do as far as parodying manga and anime culture, um, but it's called doing it the right way and being smart about it and not just being full of shit and throwing, like you said, it's like they, like, this is the epitome of throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. Cause that's mm-hmm. all it is. It's just it's random shit that are on there with Parappa the Rapper and Shithead and, and Bobo was pissed someone ate his eclair. I don't even know he had an eclair. Why does he have a fucking eclair? No one wants eclairs. I, I don't get it. I just it's it's beyond me. I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that I'm an old I'm an old queen. It's just that mm, no, this is just this is this is what is wrong with America. This is what is wrong with the world. This is why Japan lost World War Two. Hey, I
4: know who's getting the box set for Christmas.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, I I again I was like with you, Brian. I went in wanting to like it. I mean when we heard what it was about, I'm like, oh, this has got to be insane fun. But, like, yeah. it's
6: insane, it's but too the fun of right yeah, yeah, it's too insane. There's just no through line. There's no way to just... Like, you don't get your bearings. Like, you literally feel like you're going insane. So, the so last week, I... Not last week at our podcast. I mean, last week in real life, kids. Um, <laughs> I... So, uh, it was Sunday night, and I was like, okay, it's 11.30, I'm gonna go to sleep. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, and my brain's going, okay, so here's the 8,000 things that you need to do for the rest of your life. And uh, most of it was, like, all the costuming things that I have to do. So, all of a sudden, it was 2.30, and I'm like, well, fuck, obviously I'm not going to sleep ever. So, by 5.30, I, I just said, fuck it. I got out of bed, I texted my staff, saying I'm not coming in today. Um, and I literally stayed awake until about 10 o'clock the next night. I... Felt more insane reading this <laughs> than, than I did that day when I literally felt I was going insane. I thought that I was losing grasp on reality. This book made me feel worse.
5: Okay. See, like, I've, I haven't done any drugs since my mid 20s. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I think maybe if I was on drugs, this would probably, like, if I took a bunch of shrooms, I'd probably like, find the meaning of life in this book.
4: But. Possible
5: possible because you know one time i was sitting there and i was watching the snow dance while music was coming out of my head um that's what this book is it's basically someone on shrooms that's the that's all i can say fuck this
6: book (laughs) fuck it up
5: it's stupid ass
6: okay i i think we're done i think so
1: (laughs) (laughs) i I think i think fuck this book is a good place to end on that um (laughs) So I'm going to go into recommendations, uh, and I will start out because I talked to Q about this a little bit earlier. Um, I'm not going to recommend what I actually went to this week. I went to, uh, and it's it's well over, and it was okay. I went to a production of um, uh, a musical called Memphis, and the production I went to was okay. It had some issues. I'm not going to critique it here. However, I will say this: I bought this for my wife for Christmas last year, um, and it is one of the best live recorded musicals. Uh, I think I've ever, like, I've seen on, uh, like, Blu-ray or whatnot. So if you have even a slight inclination towards musical theater and you don't already own Memphis, the the Blu-ray that you can get from, like, Amazon or whatever, I highly recommend it. They they filmed it for, like, a a Fathom event, so it's basically a, a live Broadway production. It has as much energy as you could possibly imagine. Like, it probably had more energy than the show I just went and saw, the live production of it. But it is a... Um, it's an awesome musical. It's about um, basically one of the first DJs in Memphis, Tennessee to play black music on white radio and basically sort of helped start you know uh, bringing in um, uh, basically rock and roll and actually was sort of in competition with Dick Clark to host American Bandstand basically um, at a certain point in time. But the problem was is that he uh, was in love uh, with a, a black woman and that was not legal at the time and uh, it's a uh, it's pretty fantastic story. Um, it's a great music. The music's actually written by um, the keyboard Player for uh, oh fuck what's that band um, Bon Jovi uh, so uh, don't let that dissuade you one way or another but it actually is a it's a fantastic show um, I highly recommend it and uh, that that recording in particular I think is amazing uh, Todd since you're making a total mess on the chat room board uh, we're gonna say what would you like to uh, recommend.
4: So, Saturday night, I went to Alamexo in Salt Lake with my wife, because that was the only restaurant that had an open parking spot, and that's how it won. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I try to go to different places, like, nope, can't park here, nope, can't park here. Oh, look, I can park in front of here. I'm going to go eat there. But Alamexo is actually a high brown Mexican joint, which is not a diss against it. It's really good. Um, but they have a lot of snooty tequilas and drinks and whatnot. And I tried my first one, which was a ginger fizz with a tequila, which was boring and nobody cared. And then the waiter agreed with me. So I said, well, bring me something good. (laughs) (laughs) So he came back with, it's called the natural, and it's Hornitos Plato Blanca tequila with fresh fresh citrus and agave is what the recipe said. Mm -hmm. That shit was so good, I had like three of them. And then I got drunk off my butt, and I was wandering (laughs) up and down City Creek Mall (laughs) with my wife just drunk as fuck, going, ooh, this looks like fun. <laughs> so i just making an ass of myself. but Good times, and Alamexo, your food is amazing, especially when I'm drunk on your tequila. Thank you. There you go. And I'm glad you had a parking space available for me to park
1: in. <laughs> i glad you had a wife to drive you home. Uh, yes. Adam, do you have any recommendations? Uh, yeah, two of them. So, uh, I was bad.
5: And I bought Skyrim Special Edition, and um, th- that will be the end of my social life for the next six months. Because, <laughs> uh, so the, the, the game that came before it was called Oblivion, and my buddy uh, loved it. He was all about it. I was like, you, you hate RPGs. He's like, no, no, I just get drunk and then sneak around and kill people and steal stuff. Because the point of the game is you can do whatever you want except kill children that's the only thing you can't do literally you can you can go and murder a town you can become a werewolf a vampire you can become a king if you want um so what we would do is i go to his house and we would get shit hammered and his sneak level was so high that he could sneak up to a deer and punch it and the deer would look around for him couldn't see him and then we'll go back to eating grass okay and we would just do this for hours so yeah this this game's fantastic if, if you want to lose your social life um and the other one, actually, there's a new musical opening up in Broadway, uh, I think on the 14th of um, November, I think it might be in um, <clears throat> uh, rehearsals right now, but it's an off-Broadway show called Dear Evan Hansen, um, and it stars Ben Platt, he was the kid from Pitch Perfect with a little nerdy brother, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that one or not. Um,
6: so, this- so before it went to Broadway, it was had a long oh, extended uh, or whatever had a long extended stay in DC. <coughs> so, all of my friends have been talking about this for for frickin ever, because yeah, it, it was it, it was very popular when it was here.
5: Yeah, it's supposed to be. It's, I mean, the couple songs they've released are just absolutely fantastic. I I loop them all day long. Um, it's the the guy who drew, uh, directed Rent and Next to Normal, which are two also my favorite musicals of all time. Mm-hmm. He's directing this. Um, so everyone who is in New York who's part of the theater scene and also listens to comic book podcasts needs to go <laughs> because it needs to go on tour so I can fucking see it.
1: Well, I'm going to if it's still running in uh, in October next year, I'll be in New York. Maybe I'll go yeah. check.
5: Well, I mean, this thing won every single Obie Award known to man, so mm-hmm. I'm already calling it as early contender for best musical of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's getting a lot of good buzz. I mean, even like the the nasty people from the New York Times seem to like it. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, just if, if you're in New York, please go see this so it can go on tour and I can see it.
1: Okay. <laughs> no. uh, and Q, your recommendation for so next. So
6: my recommendation is. Really old school. So, for decades now, me. Uh, okay, so let's do it. Let's do it a different way. We're gonna tell a sweet story. So, my brother is now married to a wonderful girl named Ruth, and um, one of the things that sort of brought them together was their childhood love of a movie called *Flight of Dragons*. Uh huh so I don't know how many people even know about it, but it was a it premiered on TV in the mid-80s um, it stars John Ritter and James Earl Jones as the protagonist and antagonist and it's just kind of like a Lord of the Ringsy kind of quest uh, with dragons and sorcerers and all this kind of stuff, and it has this great theme song sung by Don McLean, Flight of Dragons anyway, it's amazing everyone should love it but, um So I owned it on... uh, Well, first of all, we had it on beta because
1: we recorded it off television (laughs) on our Betamax. You're still Uh, also one of the only people I know who actually had a Betamax. Really? uh, Well, well, we had a Betamax
6: until I was in like the second or third grade because my dad refused to get VHS. So when we were in college, I eventually bought it on VHS, but then when um, I moved... To DC, a friend of mine who was helping me move um, was like, "You should just throw away all of your VHSs because obviously VHS is gone, and that way, and then just buy everything on DVD." Well, *Flood of Dragons* was not on DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, so last night we were just randomly talking about it, and I looked it up on Wikipedia, and <gasps> Oh my god, Miracle of Miracles, it is now on DVD, and so we went on Amazon and bought it, and it is coming on Wednesday, and oh my god, you guys, I am so freaking excited. I had another package delivered today from Amazon, and my sister-in-law was, like, waiting for me at the door being like, so is it Flight of Dragons? <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm like, we don't live in, like, a hub like Atlanta where things get delivered in, like, 24 hours, and she's like, why don't we live in Atlanta? It could be here already. Um... But yeah, so, I'm gonna suggest so, if you like sort of like that cheesy 80s, it's also done by the same people who did um, The Lord of the Rings slash Hobbit movies who also did um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman. Is it animated? Yeah, it's animated. It's a Rankin-Bass animated TV movie. Um, It's Super fantastic! Everyone should should watch it. Um, so, spoiler alert: how the guy wins is that he also is a scientist and starts spouting off scientific words, and it makes the villain explode. It's awesome. <laughs> Ooh, it's that makes awesome. more sense. Than, uh, blah, blah,
5: blah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly,
6: exactly. It does.
4: So, my favorite eighties fantasy movie it has to be lady Hawk because that I, I,
6: soundtrack I, 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 is yeah. so that bad with <laughs> you people in Utah and lady Hawk I had never heard of lady Hawk until I had moved out to Utah it's and Matthew I, I, Broderick and everyone's just like oh lady Hawk is so good
1: no I no think no, it's no because no. it was clean is what I think it was I it mean, was
4: clean but the the music is so 80s it absolutely takes you out every moment of the movie that the music is playing and you're like oh this is so 80s and oh, terrible. No, Oh,
5: no. If you want to see the most '80s thing I've ever seen in my life, um, the original Transformers movie. Like the, oh the my god! I, that movie. I
3: own that on DVD as well. It, I love it. it. it just came like a, a you
5: have the to touch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, my, our buddy Egg, he loves Transformers, and so it just came out like the special edition Blu-ray, like steelbook mm. set. And we were at his house because uh, his uh, his our friend Jimmy and Cat they already gone to bed, so we were over to hang out with him. And we put it on like, and I hadn't watched it since I was a kid, and I'd forgotten just how crazy it was. I was like, like I don't, I, I gotta go look for it. But I swear to God, it's the same people who did heavy metal who did this movie because it's the exact same animation, yeah, same probably. music, even. But mm-hmm. I, was, I have never seen something so wonderfully, gloriously, and unabashedly '80s in my life, and it was wonderful.
6: <laughs> yes, yes, it's amazing. But also, what's even better is so. Speaking of, of that song in Transformers, when Mark Wahlberg sings it and Boogie Nights, my, heart, my little gay heart literally exploded being like, oh my god! It's a song from Transformers!
1: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Egg. My little gay heart.
4: My little gay heart. I like Egg. I met him for the first time at Lucky 13 a little while ago and then we were talking and we found out we had more in common than we thought we should and he introduced yeah. me with his real name and I think it was you Adam who's going I've never heard his real name before <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: so Egg here's to you and our commonalities that was a little too trippy
1: thank you they all grew up in the same area their parents know each other It's, it's a, a little
4: too lot. well I mean it went from one side of the country to the other
1: yep. and we're like wow
4: this is trippy hi Egg and he's like hello my real name is blub blah, blub blah, blub blah, blah. and I'm like yeah yeah
3: huh that's interesting
5: <laughs> yeah he's got, his, he's got his online persona name and it's really funny because everyone I don't know anyone who calls him by his real name except maybe his mom
1: so
4: yeah. <laughs> right so he's like you might know my dad I'm like my dad knows your
1: dad, but It was so funny because we ran into him like again. We were hanging out with him at Comic Con, and like both of you guys had called your dad, <laughs> and then be like, "Hey, do you know so and, like, yeah. <laughs> and so?" And they're like, "Yeah!" Like both like, "So my dad." Blah blah blah. Like, it was really funny.
4: It was really amusing. So, Egg, that's awesome. I'm glad we met at the bar because of our family. That's hilarious. Yes. Thank you.
1: Fantastic. All right. Okay, so that'll about do it for this week. Next week, we are doing the boys. I 99% guarantee you taught the Q will hate it. But he already bought it, so we uh we we were doing it anyway. You'll love it, Q.
5: Um, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: um, it's a book I mistakenly thought that the pro was part of. It's similar but not. Um basically well, they both start with uh, the they do start with yes. the they also have the uh, same writer. Um it is Scar uh, but this is uh, art by Derek Robinson, um who also did uh, one of my other favorite series, uh, The art for... Transmetropolitan. Transmetropolitan, which I love dearly. Um, Basically, the story is uh, there's a bunch of superheroes, and uh, they're assholes, and they have superpowers. So what happens when your superheroes are assholes in their day-to-day life, you need someone to kind of help keep that in force. So this is sort of a pseudo-government agency uh, that kind of keeps them in line. And I remember...
4: uh, One might say who watches The Watchmen.
1: Yeah. Okay. There you go. It's it's a sort of violent sort of Who Watches the Watchmen. Um, and the overall series was what 12 collected trades. Uh, it actually had a fairly, um, for me at least, satisfying ending to the whole thing. So mm-hmm. if you end up liking this book next week and said I want to read through the whole thing I don't think you'll be terribly disappointed at the end sometimes you get the end of these series and they, they're a little disappointing but it only ended maybe a couple of years ago um, but uh, a book I do I, I do like a lot um, and also the one interesting note uh, to bring up before we get into it is the uh, when they first did, started doing the book they based the main character off of a little known actor from a British TV show called um, uh, oh, what's it called I remember the name of the show now, I'm blanking. Oh, Spaced, which is a great show unto itself. You should watch it if you haven't already. But there's a little known actor named Simon Pegg that they based the main character after Mm -hmm. because they figured, oh, well, he's never going to make it big in America. No one will ever know who he is. It doesn't matter, right? So Simon Pegg actually writes the intro for I think the second or third volume and has a funny little thing where he talks about how it's not often you go to a movie and find out that you were in it and let alone good. Um, But so he kind (laughs) of likes the fact that he is essentially a character in this book. And they've talked about making a movie of this and, of course, they want to cast Simon Pegg in that role, which I think there is no other way of doing it. Although, Simon Pegg's getting a little older. It might start becoming mm-hmm. a problem here in the near future. However, I still think it'd be great. Um, but a book I like, uh, I know Todd likes it. Q will probably hate it. We'll just we'll admit that right up front.
3: Uh, <laughs> Who was that? Was that a- That
5: <laughs> that's was me. The-
0: from- I know no, who was fun.
1: playing it. That was me. That's fantastic. <laughs> and that'll do it for us. We can't get better than that. <laughs> Have a good week, y'all.
2: So that happened. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as funny books and firewalls and on twitter as at firewatercast. Go to funnybooksandfirewater.com for the most up-to-date information, as well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us, and until next week, support your local comic shop, tip your bartender well, and stay
3: hydrated.